This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever noticed how just talking about something can make it feel less overwhelming? That's what therapy's for, because when we keep everything bottled up inside, it's much harder to work through it. Connect with a licensed therapist at betterhelp.com super. Ron Weasley and Luna Lovegood should have ended up together. Hey, brother. Guys, you know we here at Super Carlin Brothers are big Hermione people. I mean, Harry and Hermione just make sense, he said casually, as if it's not dropping a giant opinion bomb at the start of the video. But one of the complaints I always hear about Hermione is, what about Ron? <laughs> What, is he supposed to just third wheel it the rest of his life? Get, get back together with Lavender Brown? Every time I watch that scene, the sound she makes when she's drawing on the window reminds me of a velociraptor, and then I always imagine Lavender as a velociraptor. One, one. No, I definitely didn't have our editors spend way too long making that clip, and they did not describe it as the weirdest thing they've ever made. No, Ron doesn't get back with Lavender Brown. There's an obvious person he's supposed to be with, a natural fit. I speak, of course, of Annabeth Morgan, a local insurance adjuster in the town of Ottery St. Catchpole. She loves jigsaw puzzles, bird watching, and volcanoes. What, do you think I was gonna say a character from the story? How narrow-minded of you. Except from the title and the thumbnail and the opening statement. So yeah, no, actually I'm talking about Luna Lovegood. Because believe it or not, these two are practically made for each other. In fact, just in-house, when we were writing our What If Harry Was in Slytherin series, this was just a completely unplanned part of the plot that just started happening. And I remember feeling amazed and surprised at just how much the two characters were gravitating towards each other. But even as I'm saying it, I can sense your skepticism from here. You're not sold. You're not a believer. You don't ship the red moon. Although actually that's not fair. Some of you must ship this because it's a popular enough pairing within the fandom that it actually does have its own name. Red moon. Red for Ron's volcanic hair and moon for... Luna means moon. And I'll admit, at first I was skeptical too. I thought maybe it only worked within the context of our own version of the story. But no, the more I've looked into it, the more I am convinced that it might have been like a mostly unexplored, but potentially set up plotline. It is easy to miss. It kind of flies under the radar and often gets overshadowed by Luna's dreamy, overly honest and quirky way of interacting with the world. You're just as sane as I am. But in almost every single interaction Luna has with the rest of of the group, there is an intentional interaction she has with Ron that is normally either helpful, complimentary, or even about his love life. And it is not just a one-way street. Ron has his moments with Luna too. It's the kind of thing you've probably never been looking for, but once it's pointed out to you, you can't not notice it. Like it really feels like it's something that was being set up, but ultimately just got abandoned in favor of Ron and Hermione. Not to worry though, I am here to point it all out to you so you too can rejoice in the red moon of Ron and Luna. All right, let's just start right at the beginning when Ron and Luna first meet because almost immediately the sparks start flying. Luna is introduced in Order of the Phoenix when she meets Harry and friends on the Hogwarts Express, the only place I think you're even allowed to meet new friends in the wizarding world. And initially Harry finds himself in the compartment with just Neville, Ginny, and Luna with Ron and Hermione off doing their newfound prefect duties. But after about an hour or so, they do show up and report about who the new prefects are for the fifth year. And they talk about how Padma Patil has been become the female prefect for Ravenclaw. And this prompts Luna's 
first ever words to Ron. You went to the Yule Ball with Padma Patel. It is a short, simple, and factual sentence, but reveals a lot more than you might think. First of all, even though we barely know Luna at this point, we do know that she is a bit socially awkward and that by her fourth year, she doesn't have anyone to sit with on the train. Save for Ginny, who wasn't even trying to sit with Luna, but does admit that she thinks Luna is all right. Despite all that, Luna's first sentence to Ron reveals she went out of her way to talk to the very popular Padma Patil about her experience at the Yule Ball with Ron. Meaning that even though this is a character we've never met before, she's already had some off-screen interest in Ron's lone romantic experience. And you might wonder, well, like, what would make Luna like Ron before we even meet Luna? And the answer, I think, is pretty simple. Jenny. Again, four years into school, Luna doesn't seem to have any tight friends, but at the very least, Ginny has been nice to her. And hey, if Ginny is nice, maybe her older brother is the same way. And let's just face it, having a crush on your friend's sibling is extremely common and present in literally every teen drama ever. Anyway, after her first sentence, Luna follows up with another intriguing line. She didn't enjoy it very much. She doesn't think you treated her very well because you wouldn't dance with her. I don't think I'd have minded. I don't like dancing very much. Oh, don't you now, Luna, because I'm pretty sure we see you dancing at Bill and Flora's wedding, hmm? Mm. As someone who genuinely doesn't like dancing, I can tell you at weddings, I'm not volunteering to go out there by myself. Not that I ever personally have to worry about it because I'm always at weddings with my wife and everyone's just staring at her anyway, so. But what I love about this statement from Luna to Ron is that she's just very plainly laying out three-fourths of a cross-multiply and divide for Ron. Padma didn't like you because you didn't want to dance with her, but I wouldn't have wanted to dance, so... I would have liked you. Jeez, Ron, figure it out, man. It's not that hard. But Luna is not done on this train ride just yet. A few moments later, Ron goes on to make a joke about how he cannot wait to make Goyle write lines. Ron lowered his voice to Goyle's low grunt and screwing up his face in the look of a pain concentration, mimed writing in midair. I must not look like a baboon's backside. And look, I wasn't there, so I'm gonna give Ron the benefit of the doubt here that his impression and delivery on this joke was 10 out of 10, five gold stars. But I gotta tell you, even if that's the case, this joke is like a three out of 10 at best. And yet, Luna's reaction is as if this is the funniest thing anyone has ever said ever. Everyone laughed, but nobody laughed harder than Luna Lovegood. She let out a scream of mirth that caused Hedwig to wake up and flap her wings indignantly, and Crookshanks to leap up into the luggage rack, hissing. She laughed so hard that her magazine slipped out of her grasp, slid down her legs, and onto the floor. That was funny. And it does not stop. She continues laughing like this for like another five minutes, to the point where Ron begins to think she's making fun of him, which, to be clear, she is not. So either this is the first joke Luna Luna has ever heard in her whole life? Or maybe there's a little more focused interest going on here. But again, I hear you, laughing at someone's joke or even just finding someone funny is not synonymous with romantic interest. However, Luna is known for her blatant honesty. We've already covered how she approached Ron and Padma's date at the Yule Ball, but also then in their sixth year, she's talking to Harry about how she misses the DA meetings. It was like having friends. On the flip side though, Luna is occasionally on the receiving end of some honest comments, and her reactions aren't always consistent. Take Hermione, for example, when she mocks the Quibbler. Quibbler's rubbish, everyone knows that. Excuse me, my father's the editor. I, oh, 
Well, it's got some interesting, I mean, it's quite, I'll have it back, thank you, said Luna coldly and leaning forward. She snatched it out of Harry's hands. But then, just a short while later, Ron drops his own opinion bomb on Luna and she reacts much more how you'd expect. They're discussing Hagrid and Luna reveals, Well, we think he's a bit of a joke in Ravenclaw. You've got a rubbish sense of humor then, Ron snapped as the wheels below them creaked into motion. Luna did not seem perturbed by Ron's rudeness. On the contrary, she simply watched him for a while as though he were a mildly interesting television program. You see the difference there? Hermione accidentally makes a faux pas and Luna is savage. Whereas Ron actively and intentionally insults her and she just goes all doe-eyed on it. It's like she's recognizing Ron as a kindred spirit, more like, ah, isn't it great how we both just say the things we're feeling, Ronald? Which, by the by, Luna does call Ron Ronald. Remember when Luna supports Gryffindor in their first match of the year against Slytherin and wears like the big lion head? It's good, isn't it? I wanted to have it chewing up a serpent to represent Slytherin, but you know, there wasn't time. Anyway, good luck, Ronald. To me, the use of his full name is like a term of endearment. It's something only his significant other would call him. And actually they use this exact trick with Hermione in the movies. Ronald, 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 Ronald. Ronald. Thanks, Ronald. To wear it, Ronald. Literally holding hands. And now we need to take a quick break to give a huge shout out to today's sponsor. Guys, Super Carlin Brothers is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever felt overwhelmed about where you're going in life? Not sure which direction you're going in and overwhelmed by the possibilities? Because if you have, well, I have news for you. You're a human being. We basically all have this feeling at some point or another. It is a completely normal experience. And I can tell you that when uh, we were starting this particular channel on YouTube, I personally went through a very big period with this. Should I leave my full-time job, take a bet on being a full-time YouTuber? Should I stay with the security of what I'm already doing? Of course, you can see which direction I took and I'm proud to say it worked out pretty well, but it wasn't easy getting there and trusting yourself to make a decision like that is practice we all need. And that's where therapy comes in because whether you're questioning something personal or professional, a therapist can be a great sounding board, an unbiased resource. I use therapy a lot during that time period and even now, whether I'm facing a big decision or just everyday life, because it's just really important to talk through all these things. So if you've ever considered trying out therapy, BetterHelp.com is a great place to start. It's convenient, it's flexible, and affordable. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com super to get 10% off your first month. One more time, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com super to get 10% off your first month. Link is in the description down below. But actually, while we're here with Luna in the lion head, let's examine this scene for a second. Because what's happening is Luna has gone out of her way to support Gryffindor and make the giant lion's head, which is great, but also kind of odd because it's the first match of the season. It's not like Ravenclaw is out of the running or anything yet. I mean, if it was the last match and Ravenclaw couldn't win at all, and then she was like, yeah, I'm supporting Gryffindor, of course. Yeah, then it, then it feels like it makes more sense. On top of that, she then makes sure she goes over to the Gryffindor Gryffindor table so they can see what she's done and leaves by only wishing Ron, Ronald, good luck. As if Harry isn't also sitting right there about to play in the exact same match. <sighs> it's like she knew Ronald was nervous. You look dreadful, Ron. Aw, but do you see what I mean? Harry has his core group. Obviously, Ron and Hermione are his best friends, but his other closest friends go on to be Ginny and Neville, who have also been there since the beginning. And then lastly, Luna, who was only introduced in book five and who every time she has an interaction with the group, makes sure there's something to do with Ron. In fact, if we fast forward a little bit, 
Kid in Order of the Phoenix to the scene in Hogsmeade where Hermione has gathered together the unlikely crew of herself, Rita Skeeter, Luna, and Harry. Little Miss Perfect wouldn't want that story out there, would she? As a matter of fact, said Hermione sweetly, that's exactly what Little Miss Perfect does want. Rita stared at her. So did Harry. Luna, on the other hand, sang Weasley is our king, dreamily under her breath, and stirred her drink with a cocktail onion on a stick. Dreamily indeed. But do you see what I mean? Ron isn't in this scene at all. And it's clear Luna's primary position in the meeting is just her relationship with the Quibbler. But absent-mindedly or not, she's got Ron on the brain. Then one chapter later, when the article comes out in the Quibbler, Luna comes over to the Gryffindor table again to give Harry a copy. But guess where she sits? Harry Potter speaks out at last. The truth about he who must not be named in the night I saw him return. It's good, isn't it? said Luna, who had drifted over to the Gryffindor table and now squeezed herself onto the bench between Fred and Ron. Sorry, I said it sits before, but what happens is she squeezes in next to Ron. Squeezes as in there wasn't room, but she made room next to Ron in a scene that again is not about him. And at this point you might be thinking, okay, sure, fine. Luna had a crush on Ron, but it's only ever one way. It's not like Ron felt the same way, right? Well, I wouldn't be too sure about that. I mean, it takes a while, but Ron does eventually start reciprocating. And one of my favorite examples of this is after Luna does the commentary for the Quidditch game and Ron is complimenting her on it. Nice commentary last match, said Ron to Luna as she took back the green onion, the toad stole in the cat litter. Luna smiled vaguely. You're making fun of me, aren't you? She said. Everyone says I was dreadful. No, I'm serious, said Ron earnestly. I can't remember enjoying commentary more. But I really love this because when they first met, Luna was laughing so hard that Ron thought she was making fun of him. And now the situation has become reversed. Where now Ron is trying to appreciate Luna and she thinks he's making fun of her. And I feel like the mirroring is intentional. And if the first time was meant to show that Luna likes Ron, then the second time is everything coming full circle. Even if there's a chance Ron himself doesn't realize it because let's let's face it, Ron is pretty thick in this department. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's just completely off the point. But to be fair, maybe in this moment, Ron isn't being as thick as we think because he finishes the conversation by saying, you know, she's grown on me, Luna, he said as I set off again for the Great Hall. I know she's insane, but it's in a good way. Then later on at Bill and Fleur's wedding, when Luna goes off to dance, Ron says, she's great, isn't she? Said Ron admiringly. Always good value. Oh, like a coupon. Now granted, at that moment, Ron's also actively pursuing Hermione, but still, later on in Deathly Hallows, he also admires Luna's bravery. Cowardly old wart, said Ron. Luna's got 10 times his guts. The other thing that's a bit of a giveaway that something's happening between them, even if Ron is unaware of his feelings for Luna or Luna's feelings for him, is that Hermione picks up on it. And we all know Hermione is way more romantically perceptive than either of the boys. Obviously she's feeling sad about Cedric, and therefore confused about liking Harry and guilty about kissing him. Conflict because I'm just threatening to sack her mom from her job at the ministry and frightened of failing her everybody else because she's so busy worrying about everything else. But so what I'm getting at is that maybe Luna was supposed to be for Ron what Crumb was for Hermione in Goblet of Fire. Because Ron obviously thought Crumb was the total bee's knees in Goblet of Fire until the one second he found out that he was interested in Hermione, at which point he hated everything about him. And the same almost seems true with Hermione's relationship to Luna. Because across the board, Hermione is one of the most open open-minded, kind, loving, caring characters in the story, 
hard stop. Because while she's a fantastic witch, she's also something of an outsider. From her precocious classroom presence to, from some people's point of view, the fact that she's a muggle-born. But despite all that, she's the only one who ever advocates for house elves, and she even punches Draco right in the face. I mean, how much more friendly can you be? But then there's Luna, someone who doesn't fit in the social norms, has very few friends, and is quite quirky. She feels like someone Hermione would typically be looking out for, and yet she does not. Well, they were right, weren't they? Said Hermione impatiently. There weren't any such things as blibbering humdingers or the crumpled snorkax. Luna gave her a withering look and flounced away. I use the word flounced, by the way. Oh, for heaven's sake, Harry, you can do better than her, said Hermione. Ginny's told me all about her. Apparently only she'll believe in things as long as there's no proof at all. Well, I wouldn't expect anything else from someone whose father runs the Quibbler. Now, maybe she's just at odds with Luna because Hermione is so logical and Luna just so isn't. But in the end, Hermione comes around on Luna, meaning I think early on she's just upset with her because she views her as a romantic threat. Or at the very least that Luna's just able to laugh that hard at one of Ron's jokes. Little did Hermione know though that the real threat was sleeping in her dorm room the whole time. But there you go, guys. Ron and Luna should have ended up together. Red Moon for life. That's what the R stands for, Red Moon. Not like Team Rocket or something. Actually, if you like us ship this particular one, I would love to see any like fan art you might want to come up with. You can email it to here. Family friendly fan art, mind you. But honestly, like I said before, it was our What If Harry Wasn't Slytherin series that initially sent me down this path, but I was alarmed. The further I looked into it, the more like all of Luna's presence and interactions with Harry had something to do with Ron. And then Ron, of all people, is the one who like comes around on Luna the fastest, quirks and all. So I'm all in, Ron and Luna. Are there any other uh, pairings or ships you would like to see us explore in the channel? Let me know in the comment section down below. Thanks as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to like it if you haven't already and subscribe and click that bell so you don't miss any future Harry Potter action from us. If you wanna see the What If Harry Potter Was in Slytherin series, you can check out that right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another Life Brother.